We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, rapid fire, Mr. Styers. here we go. Question number one. This weekend of college football was blank. Uh, this weekend of college football was fun. I, I, you know, it, it, it was it, it was the start of the season. We talked about this early. It's the it's just the, the kickoff of, of all kind of football. I know high school football started a couple of weeks ago, but you know to me this is the true start of the season and it was fun. It was fun watching you know Iowa not score a touchdown but beat a team like <laughs> seven to five. It was it was fun watching Cincinnati go into Arkansas and play a really good team after losing a lot of guys last year to the NFL and, you know, Luke Fickle having his guys ready to play and, you know, KJ Jefferson for Arkansas is a really good quarterback. And, you know, there was just a lot of fun games to watch, watching Utah, you know, go into Florida. I think Florida's got some good, you know, presence. I think they're kind of sticking their foot in the ground of being good again too. And that doesn't take anything away from Utah because that was just a really good, fun game. Um, And then, yeah, it, it was just, it was exciting. It was fun. It was everything that football should really be. So, I, I'm really happy with uh, how things turned out. Obviously, I wanted Notre Dame to win, and we talked about this. I think the part that hurts the most is, you know, when you have a shot at winning and and you and you lose, that's right. more hurtful than right. getting blown out by 40 or 50 points. So no, no doubt, no. Doubt. I loved I loved that college football was back, and and yeah, it was just a fun fun weekend having it all back. Labor Day weekend, you get you get time off, you get to watch a bunch of football. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's just overall the best time of the year. You know, I, I'm, first of all, I'm going to steal Mike. I, didn't, I haven't agreed with much that Mike has said over in the chat today, but I definitely agree with this, even though he spelled it wrong. Awesome is my fill in the blank here. The college football <laughs> weekend was awesome. There was so much football to watch. There was so much to take in. And the best part about Labor Day weekend being the first, first weekend of games, you've got games on Saturday. You had a good game last night. You got another – I don't think it's going to be a good game, but you got another game tonight between Clemson. Get to see what Clemson's about, right. though. Right, exactly. So you got Clemson, Georgia Tech. So there, there's still interest from our point of view, right, because can DJ Uyunglele turn into a decent quarterback, <laughs> you know, all, all of these different things, right? 
And I may or may not have a parlay on tonight's game. So hopefully right. it throws the ball around a little bit. But uh, so I, the, the weekend was awesome. It was awesome. But yes, of course, as a Notre Dame fan, as a Notre Dame, as a person who follows Notre Dame, of course, I wanted Notre Dame to win. And of course, I was salty after the game on Saturday, <laughs> right? But overall, the weekend was awesome. It, it was just college football left and right. It was so much fun to watch. It was so much fun to be a part of. And as much as I disliked most of the people I interacted with on Saturday, you know, seeing the dotting of the eye at Ohio Stadium, being in that stadium, and just being around a college football atmosphere was so cool. And I, whenever I get the opportunity to do that, it's it's fantastic. So it was a great weekend, man. It was a really good weekend. I just wish Notre Dame obviously would have pulled it off. I'm not going to lie. The outcome of last night's game definitely took a little bit of the sting off of Saturday night. I, I will be the first one to admit that. It felt good, even though there was a chance that they were going to win there at the end. But the fact that his best tight end he's ever seen as a freshman is the one that missed the block for the PAT block also made me pretty happy. And I bet Michael Mayer was pretty happy about that too, because I think he's got something to say about being the best freshman tight end that's ever played for Brian Kelly. But say la vie, they lost by a point. So I'm a pretty happy camper all around on that one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, question number two. Your biggest surprise of the weekend in sports was blank you can go anywhere you want with this one so this one was tough because i was i was camping a lot i was <laughs> that's true in, in and out of being dialed into college football and sports and all of those things so i think the biggest surprise to me or you know the thing that you know the, the 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 limited accessibility i had really was what florida was able to kind of do with utah um and more specifically what their quarterback anthony richardson 
uh, was kind of able to do as well because there was a lot of questions about, you know, what, 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 what kind of quarterback play would Florida get? Would they be able to step up? You know, we've seen Florida not kind of be up and down, you know, record-wise and kind of where they're finishing the last couple of years. So for them to, to open up the season against a really good Utah team uh, was, was the biggest surprise to me. I didn't, I didn't think that they would win that game. I thought it would be a good game, uh, but I was pleasantly surprised, you know, with how their quarterback played and, and them overall winning that game. I think that's a really good win for them. Um, and, you know, I, I don't I don't have anything against Florida or, you know, their personal success. It's not like it's Miami or Florida State or, you know, it's programs like that. So, you know, seeing that happen, I, I was surprised and it was it was nice to see, you know, kind of those the, that, like I said, that that quarterback kind of come come to age a little bit quicker than expected. So that was the biggest surprise for me this weekend. So I'm going to count Friday as the weekend. So I guess I'm cheating here a little bit, but since I'm hosting, I'm allowed to cheat. Brian does it all the time. So I'm going to cheat a little bit. And it's the expansion of the college football playoff. Like we were talking about that. We were talking about it months ago and they like, they poo pooed it. They didn't vote. You know, it was, they voted it down. It's like, Oh, well, okay. I guess we're going to put that in our back pocket for a while. And then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, Oh, we got a college football play, 12 team college football playoff, the exact format that uh, Swarbrick worked on that he co authored, and we might have it by 2024. It's like, what? Like, okay, all right. Like, it, it, and it was like almost in like the, the, uh, the classic Friday media dump where you just like, if you don't want something to, you know, really catch on, you kind of do it like the Friday afternoon before the weekend, you know, that kind of thing. It was like Friday afternoon. Somebody texted me. He's like, hey, what do you think about the college football playoff? I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? It's the first weekend of, of Labor Day. Like, I, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I look quick Google search. It's like, holy crap, there's a 12-team playoff coming. Like, that shocked the crap out of me. I had no idea that that was coming. And uh, so that's my big surprise from the weekend that we're going to have a 12-team college football playoff here soon before my kid gets to college, which is crazy talk to me <laughs> yeah but. it's i think the craziest part is like they're like boom 12 12 team uh playoff but it's like not implemented for you know several years so it's <laughs> like you just drop a big bombshell like that and then right. you just gotta wait you know x amount of years for that to go on and i thought it was also funny that you saw a lot of people you know after what happened you know someone in the comments said well what about georgia and oregon was that a big surprise and I, you know, I've never, I've never been sold on Oregon and their whole coaching staff just left for Miami. So, you know, I didn't really think that that was too big of a deal. Like, yeah, by, you know, the point margin, but I think the funny part is, is like people were joking that that's kind of the matchup that you might get with a one, you know, a one versus potential 12 in the college football playoff. So I'm, uh, it, it never seems to be like, they never take the baby steps. It's like 14 bang all the way to like a 12 team. Like what happened to maybe an eight or, you know, kind of an intermediate step. So, there's just a lot of things to kind of work out, but like I said, we're not going to see it for like three or four years. So it's like, right. It's a big bombshell just to kind of tease everyone for the, for the upcoming years. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I will also say Mike said, I brought him up a couple of times. He says, I think we all knew it was going to 12 teams. They have to, it's not that I didn't think it was going to happen someday. It's the fact that it happened on Friday out of nowhere. Like that's <laughs> why it was a surprise. Yeah. I thought it was going to happen eventually, but the fact that they voted it down whenever that was, whenever they were talking about it last, they voted it down. I was like, oh, well, they're not going to worry about it for a while. And then all of a sudden, boom, we got it. And it's going to be here in two years. Like, oh, okay, let's go. Let's roll with a 12-teamer. All right. Scale of one to 10, 
How surprised were you that we did not see Tobias Merriweather in the game Saturday night? Didn't get one play in. How surprised? One to ten. You know, on a scale of one to ten, I, I would put put it up there at like a six or seven. Mildly kind of surprised, but it doesn't. It fits into you know what Notre Dame's game plan was, and that was a lot of like like we were talking about two tight end personnel trying to establish the run and that kind of situation. Uh, and, and you know they're obviously limited at wide receiver, but when you when you have a guy who you're not necessarily sure if he's ready yet, and you, you know you're not running a ton of kind of wide receiver oriented you know play design, I think it makes sense that he didn't get in there a lot. I think that his play and production is going to be a product of what the game plan is for that week. Are they going to have to, are they looking to, you know, exploit some safeties and let their wide receivers go a little bit, or are they going to try to establish the run game a little bit? And, you know, the times they did pass, it was obvious that they were more comfortable with the inexperienced Salerno in in the game, you know, to, to potentially not make the big mistakes that they were trying to avoid, but yet it kind of came back to bite them because Salerno had a costly, you know, offensive pass center, pass interference call so i am a little shocked that he wasn't on the field i think personally i know he might not be ready but you know you gotta <laughs> i'm a fan of getting your your best athletes on the field absolutely because there's no there's no way of getting them experience without giving them experience you right. just when you when when you're kind of struggling at the position group and you know that that's going to kind of be a weakness why not get these guys ready early you know by the time next year comes around he's gonna be maybe the best wide receiver in the in the room at that point so I'm shocked that they didn't get him out there but I think we're gonna see more of him you know based on game plan and him getting more comfortable with the system but I'd like to see him now just because of what I was talking I like my most talented players to be out there especially if you know that that's gonna be kind of your weaker spot just get them the experience now so that that you know by the time they're a sophomore or a junior, they're just ready to kind of take over by that point. Well, and we know Wilkins and Colsey weren't 100% with injury. And so with those guys also being out, it just felt like it was a prime time to get Merriweather in there. And yes, Marcus Freeman did say during the, the – he kind of hemmed and hawed about it. He said it was either a hamstring or a knee. Like He didn't really say specifically what the issue was with Merriweather. It felt like a bit of a smokescreen to me. But you're right. You you get the best players on the field. There's a reason I put you in at tight end. Okay, you got to get your best athletes on the field. Made a great catch too. I have it on film. You, you get your best athletes on the field, Jesse Styers. That's all there is to it. So, uh, but I agree. It's like a ten for me. I was shocked because a lot of the video that I had seen, you know, or the, the, what we heard coming out of camp, the the practices that we saw that I put on video is what I was referring to he was involved. Like he was getting reps with the ones and that told me he was going to get reps at Ohio state. And he didn't, I understand your point that it wasn't really necessarily in the game plan. The wide receivers clearly were not targeted all that much. I think they were targeted like eight times the entire night. Yeah. Then mayor took about 50% of those. Yes. And mayor, mayor was targeted eight times. And then the wide receivers as a whole were targeted eight times. So it's like, okay, so I get it. Maybe, you know, since you weren't really throwing the ball around, you didn't need him in the game. Okay. But I want to add another point, though, too. All right. What do you got? No, like when you're when you're doing what Notre Dame was trying to do in this game and that's establish the run game, you know, make make Ohio State commit to the box uh, when you're loading in two tight ends and you have a running quarterback with RPO. It's it gives you that chance for one on one matchups. And with a young quarterback, that's what you dream of 
is one-on-one matchups. You don't have to worry about a safety coming over the top or anything like that. So if that's what you're looking for to establish the run game and you want to work off getting one-on-one matchups, why not put your big framed fast wide receiver on the field to just beat someone one-on-one, throw it up to him. Like that's what this offense needs is like a Chase Claypool, a Michael Floyd type wide receiver who's just going to go up and, and just kind of, take away some of Buckner's inability sometime in the passing game, because when you're an athlete like that, you could just, just throw it up, like put it up, just put it up and let the, the freak athleticism of Merriweather go get the ball. And so that's what I was upset with is like, if you, if you're building on these opportunities to get one-on-one matchups, then let your best athletes go out there and try to win those one-on-one matchups. So Yep. That's where I'm frustrated at, uh, you know, on, on you know, Merriweather and kind of the combination of how the game went. You can't tell me that Salerno was going to be your best matchup and one-on-one coverage. Like, he's not your best athlete. He's a, he's a good story, and he's, you know, earned his spot on the team, but it's his spot. You know, there's other situ- situations where a guy like Merriweather would be the better choice, in my opinion. But, you know, hopefully yeah. that's what we kind of see going forward. Hopefully this was just a very product of, you know, the opponent – First game of the season and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So we shall see. All right. Let's turn the page to the professional ranks. Let's talk a little NFL. This is our last weekend without any NFL, without the actual regular season starting. I believe things get kicked off on Thursday night. Yeah, three nights away. Yeah, th- things get kicked off Thursday night. That's when the NFL kicks off. I know a lot of people in the chat are also NFL fans. This is, this is our rapid fire section so anything is possible so we're going to talk a little nfl we're going to do some preseason picks jesse so we're going to kind of, we're not going to fly through them necessarily but you know a little bit of analysis here and there but i <laughs> want to get your division winners your two wild cards from each um from each conference and then i want your super bowl participants and a winner okay so that's okay. where we're going to go we'll go back and forth so what we'll do i'll pick a division you give me your winner. I'll give you mine, and we'll kind of go that direction. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds perfect. All right, here we go, my man. We're going to start off – and help if I had the right thing pulled up. Here we go. We're going to start off in the AFC. We'll go alphabetical order. So AFC East, who is your winner of the AFC East? Uh, I think there's no doubt that it's the Bills. I like what Josh Allen is as a quarterback. Uh, I think he's just he's just a, he's just a beast. He's, he's, he's a, a Patrick Mahomes – type quarterback maybe not you know quite it's like 1a and 1b I, I just along with the defense that they've put together the coaching staff that you know who scott mcdermott running that team i just there's i don't think that the, the patriots are ready to catch them yet no i don't think so either and I, it felt like the bills had a great opportunity last year they just barely you know missed going to the super bowl last year i like the bills here as well and uh i don't think it's going to be all that close to be honest with you all right afc north who you got AFC North, this is tough. Uh, to me, it comes down to the Bengals and the Ravens. I don't know if I'm completely sold on like you know the Bengals doing it um, again, but the Ravens didn't really do anything to kind of help themselves offensively wise, or you know helping out kind of Lamar Jackson. It kind of seems like a lot of a one man show over there. I think the Bengals have a better defense, uh, so for that reason, I am going to go with the Bengals over okay. the Ravens. All right. Well, I'm going the opposite direction, and I am going to go with the Ravens. I'm sure that I'll get bit in the butt on this one, but I'm, I need to see the Bengals be more than just one year. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's that's what's hindering me too. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'll go with a little bit more of the proven commodity in the Ravens on this one, but your point is valid. So that's our first disagreement. I like it. All right, <laughs> AFC South. Uh, this not a great division. Yeah. Um, kind of bore. Like the Titans play good football, but it's it's just mainly built on good defense, running the ball. Tannehill's really nothing special. Um, I, you know, I really like the Colts to win to win this division this year. I like Jonathan Taylor is a beast. I don't think he'll have quite, you know, the season he did last year, but like that's hard to do that back to back years. I still think he'll have a good year. I think Matt Ryan, an experienced quarterback, is a pickup. Yeah, from Wentz. They have a good wide receiver room, uh, you know, with Pittman and oh man, there's a, there's a couple, there's another guy I know I should think of who the name is. And then their defense is just really stout. So I just think offensively they can do more than what the Titans can. Derrick Henry's getting old. He, you know, you saw the injuries kind of last year. He's going into, you know, any running back that's nearing 30 in the NFL is that's not a good sign. So I'm going to go with the Colts. Okay. And for everything that you just said, I'm also going to go with the Colts. I don't think they're going to have the breakdowns that they did last year at the end of the season. They had everything, it's, you know, lined up for them to win the division last year and they <laughs> blew it. And I think that the Titans are going to take a step back while where the Colts are going to take a step forward. I think exactly. that I think it's going to kind of, you know, get they're going to separate themselves a little bit here this year, I think. And I think this is going to be a revitalized Matt Ryan. He actually has a team around him. He's got a pretty decent offensive line. Our boy Danny Pinner is going to be starting at guard. Say, the the Colts have a, a very good offensive line. I, I, and they got a great run game, so he doesn't have to be the team, you know what I mean? So right. I think this is going to be a great season for the Colts, if I'm being honest. So Yeah, they're going to have a very solid year. I don't think they're going to yeah. wow you in a lot, but they're just going to play good, solid football. I think they're going to win a Which lot is, of games, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, good, solid football, you know, being able to run the yeah. ball, good defense, that, that's going to win you a lot of games in the NFL. Absolutely. All right. Uh, AFC West. This I'm is glad you tougher. saved this one for last. I know. I know. This is, this is going to be the hardest division in the AFC and this is hard because it's I, I I think man any of these teams could really win the division considering you know Derek Carr is a very good quarterback if you look at his stats and then you add a guy like Devontae Adams um, the Broncos obviously picked up you know Russell Wilson so they address kind of their concerns already with a pretty good defense the Chiefs just have you know the guy named Patrick Mahomes and yeah you, you got know. Kelsey he's still kind of tearing it up and then you got the young Chargers you know Herbert is just an animal himself. Um, the, you know, they have some, maybe some questions at wide receiver of who's going to be the guy. I really don't know who's going to win this division. I want to say the chiefs, but I just don't think they're going to do it again this year. I'm going to go with the Broncos. I think, I, I, I think with Russell Wilson combined, they have a really good deep, like their defense last year was good. And, and you put in a guy like Russell Wilson into that offense. They have good wide receiver, young wide receivers. Jerry Judy's going to have a guy who can throw him the ball. You know, uh, Cortland Sutton's going to have a guy who can throw him the ball. They have good tight ends as well. I just, as much as I don't like the Broncos or Russell Wilson, I, I think that they're going <laughs> to, they're just going to have a, a, a better product. So I'm, I'm going to okay. go with the Broncos. I think, you know, kind of, we'll, we'll get back to this, but I think the other two AFC wildcard teams are going to come for that division as well. Oh, wow. All right. So almost the entire division's coming to the playoffs. I like yes. that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this one was up. Uh, I mean, you said it. This one was the hardest one to pick. I, I still think the Chargers have the one of the best rosters in the NFL. And, you know, if you just go position group by position group, I feel like they will trump most of the AFC, which is scary. 
And I, I think that Herbert is finally kind of coming into his own. I think he's ready to kind of take that next step, kind of put his team on his shoulders, you know, make some waves in the playoffs. I've got the Chargers winning the West, and it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see how things go because there's a lot of talent out West. But I also think, and this is kind of foreboding for my wildcard picks, I think they're going to beat up on each other too, which I think can hurt them in the long run. Yeah, having to play, you know, the six teams, you right. play six games within the same, right. it takes a toll on you. And yeah, yes. you're going to beat up on each other. Absolutely. All right, so let's move over to the NFC. Who is your East champion? I know where your heart lies, but what does your brain say? Uh, this one's really hard. I Cowboys since 1990, what 1995 or six? I can't remember what it was. You, one of those years. Were you even born? 96. So like right around the time I was born, they they <laughs> haven't put together back to back double digit win seasons oh since God. that time. And so you know, last year they won 11 games. This year obviously would mean that streak. And then you know they also haven't won the division. I think the the NFC East hasn't been won back to back years in a really long time as well. The Cowboys are hurting an offensive line. They just went out and signed Jason Peters at tackle, but he's 40 years old. Uh, they're, 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 they're crippled at wide receiver. Michael Gallup will be back at some point, but you know he's coming off an ACL tear to end his season last year. I just think the Eagles did more in the offseason with adding a lot of defensive talent. I think they, they, they had a better offseason. Um, they addressed their issues. The Cowboys were set on you know not – really doing a lot in free agency and relying on their draft picks and, you know, some guys have gotten hurt and that's, that's come back to bite them. So I think that division comes down to the last week, but I think the Eagles are going to sneak it out uh, by a game or a half a game. You're just an an Ian book fan. That's your problem. (laughs) (laughs) You caught me. (laughs) No. So I, you know what? And I don't know if it's just because I feel bad for your dad right now or what. <laughs> but I, I told him he doesn't need to watch any Cowboys if he's having, you know. <laughs> if he's having heart problems. The, yeah. I was like, that's the last thing is the stress you need is watching Cowboys games. <laughs> I said, maybe you should take a break for the first month and not watch them. Oh, man. I don't know that I've ever picked the Cowboys. So maybe that'll be a good thing for you guys. And uh, <laughs> so I did pick the Cowboys out of the East. I agree with you. That I think the Eagles did a lot to help themselves. AJ and, Brown, I forgot yeah, about that. No, you're absolutely right. I, it, it's going to be interesting. I don't know why. Call it a gut feeling. I'm going with the Cowboys. All right, I Boom. need to address something from Jonathan Gabrick here. You know, okay. I've been letting some stray bullets go, but the Cowboys' defense sucks. <laughs> is a big statement to be thrown out there. They have a potential defensive player of the year. They should have had. You know, he was the clear defensive rookie of the year last year. I, you could have made the contention that no one in football can do what he does, given that he can he can rush the quarterback, he can fit holes in the run game, he can cover just about any anyone in coverage. He still runs about a four four. You know, my, the, they got lucky. He makes up for a lot of their uh, deficiencies on defense, but they sucked two years ago. They don't suck now. Okay, <laughs> Travion Diggs gives up yards. I'll take I'll take turnovers. Giving the offense another possession, that's fine. You know, I, I I'll. I'm just going to end there because we could. There you go. <laughs> you talk about the Cowboys. You're getting passionate. Get, man. It's coming. <laughs> Some layers will come unru- un- unraveled. <laughs> <laughs> You're an onion. Dyers. That's all there is to it. Okay. Let's move over to the NFC North where there's a lot of mediocre football, in my opinion. But who is going to rise out of the North? 
This is yeah, like where do you the, the Lions are Lions are almost there. I think they, if Well, they're starting to prove themselves. I'll give you that. I think the Lions will have a better season than the Bears will and that's <laughs> maybe an insult. I don't know if that's setting the bar very high, but all right. <laughs> I I think that uh I think I think that the Packers will find a way to win the division yet again. You know, you have a back-to-back MVP guy. I've heard good things about their defense, you know, coming out of camp. I don't, I'm not a big believer in Kirk Cousins. I know they have some good pieces with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. Um, but I think it goes Packers, Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. Um, but yeah, I, I think you'll see a really a, a solid Lions team this year. I think they're right on the verge of kind of breaking out of that shell. But yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Packers. Okay. I will never choose the Packers, but I <laughs> do feel, I just don't know who, who, you know, Rogers is going to throw the ball to. And I know he can make people better because he's a good quarterback and all of right. those different things. You just got to see it happen first. I need to see it. And I'm, I'm not, I don't want to see it obviously uh, as a bears fan, of course, I'm not picking the bears and I can't for the life of me pick the Lions. So process of elimination, <laughs> I've got to go with the Vikings. Right. On this one. I, I just, <laughs> will the lions be better than the bears? Okay. I can be on board with that. But again, that doesn't say a whole lot to me. Uh, I, I think the Vikings are going to take the division. I, I don't think the Packers are going to be much further behind, but I think the Vikings will get it in the end. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens on that one. <sighs> All right, let's go someplace that I don't have a dog in the fight. <laughs> let's go. And this is Bob. This might be the easiest one. The NFC South. Um, you know, this is – it is easy, but the Bucks have been kind of having a lot of preseason. You know, Brady was gone for 10 to 11 days. Their offensive line is taking some big hits. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to pick the Buccaneers just because they have Tom Brady. Um, but I guess I just wouldn't – don't be surprised if we see those NFs, the Falcons, Panthers, Saints be obviously better than what they were last year. I don't think they're going to be like, you know – super contenders but they're going to be better i don't think they're going to be as bad as last year especially the falcons um anxious to see what baker looks like with the panthers and then you know Jameis winston a lot of, i've heard a lot of people say you know who would your dark horse candidate be for mvp or a guy that you know might not you know what not a lot of people are thinking of i, I if Jameis could to, can limit his interceptions uh i think that he could have a, a really good season that's uh, the key though yeah, that, that is, is the key. <laughs> it's a big if when you're playing quarterback. I don't know if there's any MVP that's ever won- thrown 30 interceptions in the season, so <laughs> right. I don't know how I feel. But about yeah, that, at the but... end of the day, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go the Buccaneers. I just don't think the division will be as bad as it was last year. All right, I'll keep it simple. I'm going with the Buccaneers as well. I don't think there's gonna be a whole lot of competition. I think they win it going away. All right, NFC West. Who you got coming out of the West? Uh the Rams. Yeah, just they're returning too much. They looked like a well-oiled machine last year. There's the Kyler Murray drama is just too much for me. Trey Lance's first year starter and the Seahawks just really don't have a quarterback. So (laughs) I'm going to go with the Rams. Yep. Could not agree more. Okay. Here's where it's going to get interesting. AFC wildcard. Who do you got? Uh, AFC wildcard for me is comes down to three teams and it's going to be the Patriots, um the chargers and the chiefs um so yeah i I think that the chargers will definitely get one of those spots and i think the chiefs will will get the other one and over the patriots patriots are in a little bit easier of a division like we talked about which bodes well for their overall record and then obviously you have you know a great coach but i just think that the chiefs are more talented and will sneak it out uh in the last couple weeks of the season well you picked 
the Ravens, right? In the I picked the Ravens in the North. You picked the Bengals. We yep. we we flipped it. I, I've got the Bengals in the wild card, and I've got the Chiefs in the wild card. Nice. So I think we may have ended up with the same actual playoff teams, just different ways of getting in. So right. Chiefs Bengals are my wild cards. The NFC wild card situation. Where are you going here? Um, I don't I don't foresee another team really coming out of the north. I think you know one team will come out of there. I think one team comes out of the south. So to me, it comes down to the east and the west. I think the Cowboys will take one of those playoff spots. Um, and then I think the other one will come down to the Cardinals and Niners and more than likely uh, come come down to the Cardinals. I don't think that uh, the Niners are quite going to do it yet with, you know, a first year quarterback. So I'll go Cowboys um, and Cardinals as my wild card teams. All right. And I will also take the Cardinals as one of my wild card picks. But my next one, as much as it pains me, I they're coming out of the north and it'll be the pack and they will most likely lose that first round game because they're real good at doing that. <laughs> but and it'll probably be somehow it'll somehow it'll be a home game. I, I you know something will happen like another stadium will get blown up and it'll be a home game for them and they'll lose, which is even better. But uh, I've got the Packers and the Cardinals as a wild card teams for me. All right, who's in the Super Bowl? Who wins? Oh boy! Oh man, 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 man! The Super Bowl will come down to the Buffalo Bills. I like. Yes. The- I think it's the Bills year. They were just there yep. last year. Yep. They, they, you know, they got screwed by not being able to touch the ball in overtime, which is ludicrous in my opinion. Um, and then in the NFC, this is, you know, I think it comes down to the Rams and the Rams. I, you know, <laughs> the like, Rams and the Rams. Just looking at paper right now, yeah. no one from the North and the South, like I said, really is like, wow, that team's pressing for a Super Bowl. And I want to say, you know, the heart in me wants to say the Cowboys because I know they have a lot of talent, but they just never really follow through with their talent. They, like someone brought up the penalties and the coaching, and that's the hardest part is they just never seem to kind of with all the talent they have to put things together. So to me, it's going to be the Bills and the Rams, but hopefully, you know, the Cowboys can make a run there towards the end. Who's hosting the tro- trophy? The Bills. I, got, I, I have the exact same matchup. I have Bills and Rams. The Bills are host hoisting I, that bad boy. And I also have the Bills winning it. I think this could be their year. So it's hard to win anything back to back. It and, is. And it's very I'm, difficult. I think it's, you know, you see the grind of the season, especially at the NFL level. Um, the Bills were just like one play away last year. And I, I just think that, you know, they added pieces on defense. They yeah. have the better one of the better defenses, you know, like the Rams do. And Josh Allen is just a stud. He, he, yeah. He's I don't know how else to put it. He's He's very mobile. He's hard to bring down. He's got a laser arm. He makes good decisions. It's a really good quarterback. Yep, I agree completely. And I just feel like the Bills were right there on the doorstep, and they, they're they going to want it. They're going to be hungry for it, and I think they're going to win it, and there's just going to be a lot of broken tables around the country. <laughs> so there it is. Broken shoulders, broken arms. <laughs> yeah, a lot of broken. A lot of, a lot of broken. You so, name it. All right, Jess. Thanks for hopping on on a Labor Day. I really appreciate it. Uh, Unknown as to whether we will have a show tomorrow or not, we will let you guys know. We will keep you posted on in the Twitter verse as to whether there will be uh, an IB Nation Sports Talk show tomorrow. But uh, we shall see. But you know what? We gave you a little extra today. We get you gave you an extra twenty one minutes today. So uh, we got we gave you some overtime. So that should be good. That should hold you over. 
depending. We will definitely have a show on Wednesday. Brian is going to join me. We are going to do a uh, open mailbag, and Brian is going to participate. So we are going to have a Wednesday night free-for-all mailbag on Wednesday. So make sure you tune in at 6 o'clock. And, of course, tomorrow, uh, Brian and the guys will have a show at 1 o'clock. So make sure you tune into that as well. So, oh, we do have a couple Super Chats that I do need to get to before we get out of here. Garth Cassidy. Thank you so much for the super chat. He says, when Jarrett Patterson is back fully healthy, I'm putting back at center because I because what I saw on Saturday night, Zeke Carell ain't it. I disagree, but we'll <laughs> wait and see. Garth, we'll wait and see. And then Bobby Bobby Ray. Bobby, Bobby Ray. Thank nope. you, brother. Appreciate no comment, it. just the 20 bomb. Just the tw- yeah, hey, man, and we will take <laughs> it, and we will enjoy it, and I appreciate it, Bobby. Thanks for tuning in with us tonight. It was, uh, Tonight was a lot of fun, Jess, so thanks a lot. Uh, for joining me i hope you enjoy ohio i did not but that's okay <laughs> yeah so, thanks thanks for having me i know i get uh i get going sometimes so i appreciate everyone listening to me well i love having you on my brother and yes <laughs> speedy recovery to sean as well he it, you know sean update he is doing well he is fatigued you know that kind of stuff so we're, we're giving him time off he's going to relax and recuperate and by the time he gets back he's going to be better than ever better baby. than ever baby that's right so uh, so for Jess, I'm Vince. This is IB Nation Sports Talk. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.